To all those who grew up in the 90s, what was life like? Damn, the nostalgic feels in this thread. I was born in 1980, so the 90s were really my coming of age years. Every day after school, I'd go to my best friend's house. We would do heavy damage to packages of Oreos and the flats of Pepsi and Mountain Dew his dad bought from the warehouse club. We would play whatever console was current at that time, starting with the NES and progressing through PS1 or Sega Saturn by the end of high school. I was lucky to have that one friend who got all the new stuff. And his dad was into tech too, so they had a satellite dish, a laser disc player, a big screen, and a rear projection TV with a good set of speakers in the basement. He also had a PC that was constantly being upgraded, so I got to play early CD-ROM games and nascent online experiences like Prodigy and AOL. My friends and I took turns staying at each other's places every weekend. Our parents would take us to Blockbuster or the local video store, and we'd rent movies and games to get us through the weekend. My other friend's mom made this incredible pizza, and always in massive quantities. I lived at their house one summer. We played D&D poorly and tons of Monopoly and Risk. Then we found Magic the Gathering, and we were fully obsessed until college. None of us dated much. We rode our bikes as far as we dared, and our parents usually had no idea where we were. We always had to save a quarter for the payphone to call home. Other than being in school, we spent huge portions of our time being unsupervised. Once you are old enough to be home by yourself and learn to ride the city bus, you can go anywhere. And by anywhere, I mean one mall or the other mall. The 90s was peak mall. My favorite mall as a kid had an Aladdin's Castle video arcade that was frequently updated with new games. I remember all the versions of Street Fighter, Mortal Kombat, Gauntlet, the X-Men, and Simpsons four-player games and many more. We dumped endless tokens into the machines. I'd ask my mom for money before we went to the mall. Usually I got $5 and could make it there and back buy some junk food, and play a few games. Sometimes I got $20 and felt rich for the afternoon. When we busted out of quarters, there was a Woolworths that randomly had an NES display with about a dozen different games that you could play without a time limit. It wasn't all video games, though. I spent many afternoons by myself at the local library, getting into different topics and reading obsessively about them. I always had books checked out. My mom was a huge reader, so we'd go together and check out shopping bags full of books. In high school, I learned to drive my mom's stick shift Corolla while listening to the Cranberries, Enya, and Enigma on cassette tape. Tevas were our Crocs. Bucket hats were popular, as were all the novelty t-shirt lines like Big Johnson and Sport Hobby is Life, the rest is details. Rich kids had Hard Rock Cafe t-shirts from faraway places. I was so happy when I got one in Washington, D.C. We shopped at Structure, Old Navy, and Abercrombie and & Fitch. On my bicycle every day, Nintendo, Sega, and PlayStation. Hide and go seek with all the other neighborhood kids, playing outside with them almost every day. Hours upon hours playing Barbies. We got a computer, Windows 95, computer games like SimCity, Roller Coaster Tycoon, and art on MS Paint. You couldn't be on the phone and the internet at the same time. Screeching noises. Lots of Kool-Aid. Infomercials and Jerry Springer when you stayed homesick from school. Saturday morning, we got to watch cartoons. The newspaper came on Sunday morning and we got the comics out. We clipped coupons. If you wanted something, mom would get it if she had a coupon for it. Then we got cable, MTV, and VH1 played music videos. Socks pulled up to your shins with shorts. The YMCA to play racquetball. We used pillowcases and sometimes trash bags for trick-or-treating, and we filled them too. Pogs and Pokemon cards and binders. Friends called your house and whoever was around answered the phone. Voicemail messaging machines. You could only walk so far from the phone for a while. Then we got wireless landlines, inflatable furniture, CDs and two-speaker units. We recorded songs off the radio onto cassette tapes. We had to be inside by the time the streetlights came on. 
We were always trying to make money in the neighborhood, mowing lawns, etc. Then we spent it on candy often. We knew most of our neighbors pretty well and had been in their houses at least occasionally. Parents had checkbooks. You have a field trip, yearbook, etc. Teacher gets a check. The grocery store gets a check. People still smoked in restaurants and other places. Smoking and non-smoking sections. Grandparents had mega blocks. French toast crunch. Nothing was labeled organic or gluten-free. I mean nothing that I ever saw. People didn't seem to have many health problems, which may be because I was young, but seriously, didn't hear people talking about all these diseases. We drank tap water all the time and out of the house, and bottled water was rare. We used encyclopedias. English papers were written from books we got from the library, and we used the Dewey Decimal System. We had phone numbers memorized and directions to places because we didn't have Google Maps. We used actual maps when we went on road trips, and we all, even the kids, knew how to read them. Lots of scrunchies, lots. Lip gloss everywhere, Walkman's vest, perms, friendship bracelets, Jenko's chain wallets, Blockbuster was a big deal, VHS tapes, glow-in-the-dark stars and planets with tack for your ceiling or room, Lisa Frank, Scenario, Barney the Purple Dinosaur, Winnie the Pooh was a bigger deal, multicolored Christmas tree lights, alternative rock was everywhere. U2 was ridiculously popular, the Spice Girls were complete superstars, I even had a Spice Girls bicycle, plaid, Doc Martens, overalls, chili bowl haircuts, 3D Doritos were the shit, Sobe and Orbitz drinks, and Big League bubblegum. Tween teen in the 90s, no influencers, no social media, you couldn't even buy movie tickets online. We used to get our parents to drop us off at the movies and hang out in front of them because you had to get there early to get a ticket. We'd get candy from the convenience store and sneak it in. We'd hang out at the mall for hours, buying CDs, mostly singles because you didn't have the money for the whole album. Putt-putt if you had one nearby. We hung out at our friend's house, usually just in their room or in their yard. We tore magazine papers and taped them to walls. We signed up for one cent CD subscription clubs and canceled after receiving the first shipment of 10. We drove around a lot. I remember one Christmas Eve, a friend picked us up without any notice. Just drove around and knocked on doors. Several of us were in a tiny car driving around and looking at lights for a few hours and then getting dropped back off at home. We walked, smoked cigarettes, and drank wine coolers. If you were lucky, you had a phone line, and your mom yelled at you to get off the phone line because it was a school night. The biggest difference to me was the divide between my parents and me. They did their own thing, and we did ours. No way to really keep track of each other. Kids have a much more connected relationship with their parents now. It feels like a bad thing because of that lack of independence, but I'm hoping it turns out to be a good thing when Gen Z is older. Most boomers and Gen X have no adult relationship whatsoever. They just didn't build it when we were kids, and half of us resent them for it. Or at the very least, never got to know them. I wish teens today could lack online social pressure. We didn't know how we were supposed to look because the only influencers we had were occasional magazine photos of celebrities or entertainment tonight on TV. We just tried to have fun with our friends. There were fewer helicopter parents than there are now. They still punish when needed, but let you have more free reign for the most part. I loved growing up in the country, riding four-wheelers and even a boat to my friend's house. We camped out in the yard and got up early the next morning and watched Saturday morning cartoons on a little handheld TV her dad had. We got a Nintendo and later a Super Nintendo, which was probably bigger than PlayStation. We did play those, but my mom often kicked us outside to play. We were lucky enough to have a pool that our friends came over to swim in. It wasn't common to have cell phones to the late 90s and early 2000s, so often kids passed notes in class or communicated in whatever way they could. There were still bullies in school and on the bus, but I feel like maybe it wasn't as bad as you weren't as accessible as now. No social media, so you had to get actual phone numbers. But I often talked to my friends on the phone. 
It was a big deal if you had a landline in your bedroom, even more elite to have your own line. If it was long distance, you had to call after 9 p.m. Also, if you didn't have money for the payphone, you could call your mom collect after a sports game and the operator would say, do you accept the charges from Hey Mom, Pick Me Up? I feel like we didn't have as many toys as kids do now, but we still had our favorites to go with our favorite cartoons. We used our imagination a lot to make ordinary household items come alive with new purposes. I think we had to be a little more self-reliant as far as homework and learning. There wasn't the safety net of the internet to always look things up. We had a lot more memorization of facts. If we had to do reports, it was with actual books, encyclopedias, and interviews. There's probably good and bad with every generation, but the 90s was a great time for a kid to grow up. Australia in the 90s was the best. Everything felt like a treasure hunt, and half the fun was had to try to acquire said treasure. For example, I was obsessed with the NBA. Michael Jordan was at his peak. Charles Barkley, Patrick Ewing, Magic, and Young Shaq. And what about the dream team? The treasure hunt for me was finding any kind of merch that had to do with the NBA. Basketball cards were the craze, and if you can score yourself a starter cap or a champion-branded NBA jersey, then you were the man. Even information was a treasure hunt. We didn't have cable TV or the internet, and our free-to-air TV would show one game a week and highlights on Sports Tonight with Bill Woods. We'd save our coins to buy NBA hoop magazines, and on the rare occasion, my dad would bring home Sports Illustrated or an American newspaper that he'd get from a Qantas plane flying in from L.A. When I wasn't playing basketball, I was at a friend's house playing the Sega or the PS1. I hardly rode my bike, but I would walk everywhere. I'd meet my friends halfway just to hang out and muck around in a park or creek. If you liked the girl, you hoped her father didn't pick up the house phone. Also, the music. If you were into hip-hop and rap, you had Tupac, Biggie, Nas, Naughty by Nature, Boys to Men, Belle Biv DeFoe, and Dre. If you were into rock, you had Nirvana, Pearl Jam, Soundgarden, Smashing Pumpkins, Stone Temple Pilots, and the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Also, the treasure hunt for music was real and so much fun. Walking into the record or CD store and flickering through the racks and listening to the music on dedicated headphones was so much fun. One more thing I really enjoyed, which was the ultimate treasure hunt, was finding the new release at Video Easy or Civic Video. I am super grateful for my coming of age in the 90s. I've written about it before, but looking back, it was a great time for a childhood. It was hard to beat Friday night at the local video rental place, perusing the horror VHS movies from the 80s. I was born in the early 80s and remember the late 80s well. I had my formative years in the 90s. It was amazing, gaming on the early consoles, but having a full life outside that the digital world just didn't really intrude upon. Playing outdoors on summer days and retiring to the Super Nintendo at night was a really great balance. We watched and participated in the growth of the internet, with a pretty solid delineation between the time before the net and the time after. To a middle schooler, getting the internet for the first time damn near was a magical experience. Things were slower, we didn't have instantaneous gratification, or access to much information, goods, or services so quickly. Even though I enjoyed getting my stuff within a day or two as much as the next yak, I would be lying if I said we didn't sacrifice something important for the wonders of same-day shipping. In short, I wouldn't trade my childhood in the 90s for anything. While I love my awesome gaming PC, my home theater, and above all else, my iPad that I'm typing this on, I miss the slower paced world of the 90s and wish we can get a little bit of that patience back. It was literally the best. I'm not saying that with rose-tinted goggles either. It really was the best. We never knew devices that were designed to grab our attention 100% of the time, so we did whatever we could to occupy ourselves. After school, my friends would go grab our bikes and go ride around town, show off our Pokemon cards, or find something to do together that seemed interesting like sword battling with sticks at the park. That's not to say it was perfect. Far from it. Some parts of the world were in far worse conditions than I was exposed to. But speaking from my experience, it was the best. 
Generally, things that kids today wouldn't care to do because why the, would you do that when you have a smartphone with literally all the best apps in existence, all designed to grab attention for hours upon hours? But there weren't such options back then. If one of us got a new movie from Blockbuster, it became a huge event for all of us because we would love chilling together and watching a movie. Those were like highlights for us. In the summers, we would all get packs upon packs of water balloons, separate the colors, and pick a color. We would then draw straws and whoever picked the shortest one had to stand still while everyone pelted that dude with water balloons. If anyone missed, they were it and had to stand and get pelted. Quiet. The internet as it is now didn't exist. Social media didn't exist for most people. Political division was much lower. People seemed a lot less angry at the world. Everybody didn't have anxiety disorders. People seemed less lonely. No need to take selfies doing awesome stuff to impress people online. People didn't have smartphones. Things just felt slower in a good way. Like we had time and we weren't going to miss out on anything. The internet is just a tool. Problem is, our tool amplifies our intentions. We hung out and talked in person. No texting. We were cruising on the main street to see who else was out and hung out in the parking lots. Guys fought over girls for social cred. We smoked cigarettes to look cool. Went fishing. Raced our shitty cars on the quarter mile road. Hucked around at bonfires and tried to get people to buy us alcohol. Drinking on country roads in the middle of nowhere. This was the Midwest. There was nothing to do in that little town except drink and fight. If you played your cards right, you could do all three and be home by midnight. God, I really sound like an old man. I think the sense of 90s optimism is much more apparent upon looking back at it from today. I, and probably most, were just consumed with the minutia of daily life and gave the grander picture little thought. At the time, it just was what it was. Those predisposed to worry and pessimism found enough to fret about if they wanted, as I did about daily concerns. But I didn't necessarily have a worldwide view of optimism or pessimism. Optimism is seen so much more readily in retrospect once it is lost. Everyone seems to have today's global and societal problems at the forefront of their minds, worrying about the future of our planet, country, and society. Meanwhile, actually living in those good times the first time around, I don't know if we gave it nearly as much thought as that. Like in optimistic areas with less fear of the future, people turn more into their worlds and live more in the moment. While in pessimistic eras, people look at the larger picture with apprehension and compare ideas of then versus now as we long for what we once had. I am still impressed with the idea of literally having a repository of essentially all human knowledge in my pocket. Back then you couldn't remember something or wanted to know the primary language of a different country? Hope you know someone reliable that knows that. Or you own an encyclopedia or can get to the library. Good luck with the Dewey Decimal System in the card catalog. The amount of effort to obtain knowledge has become so minute that we should all be smarter than we are. But when it's so accessible, the value is diminished to some degree. I remember seeing Inspector Gadget, Penny, his niece, have a book that was effectively a mobile computer and a video phone and thinking it was pure insanity if that were to ever exist. I am typing on such a device now. When I saw internet access on a phone for the first time, it was 2008 on my friend's sidekick, and I about lost my mind. We are living in the future. Sorry for the long response, but your mention of the before and after of that hit home for me. It was peak concert time, be it the smallest of house shows to multi-day festivals. Music was the king of entertainment. Yes, 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 they still have those now. But back in the 90s, people created entire personalities around what genre they liked. The subcultures were no longer subcultures. You wore what type of music you liked as if it was a school uniform. The way kids these days want to be influencers, people back then wanted to be musicians. If you weren't at the open mic with your acoustic guitar, you were in someone's garage working on something. Or you were in your bedroom trying to find the perfect sample for your rap song. Your walls weren't just plastered with one or two bands. 
They were wallpapered with entire genres, past and present. You had more than one form of music media, usually a mix of tapes and CDs, but also records and MP3s for the later 90s. You knew the names of the local radio DJs. You had your favorite MTV VJs. You even had VHS tapes of videos that you recorded off MTV and VH1, but mostly MTV. You stayed up to watch late night shows for the bands, especially Conan and Letterman, who had the latest new up-and-coming bands. The back of your car's bumper was covered in band stickers. You had a collection of concert shirts. You had a stack of magazines dedicated to whatever genre you listened to. Living with autism, my life in the 1990s was a new field for many people. The Americans Disability Act of 1990 was made into law. However, when it comes to special education, this demands what school you went to. The schools I went to didn't know what the f*** they were doing. Did I mention I went to public schools? While given the basics, I was denied the kind of education that suited me, like taking up ASL or Spanish. The latter was commonly spoken in the hood, just behind English. Aside from that, most part of the 90s, I was allowed to be a kid. Corporal punishment was falling out of favor. Rumor had it it was thanks to the video rentals, including adult things. Despite being in the hood, it was rather safe to stay outdoors. There were playgrounds, a pool park, basketball courts, and a baseball field. It took the school system a long time to know I have to be shown a task rather than just being told. Not sure if it's because I'm older now with more responsibilities or if times truly have become complicated, but the 90s really seemed simpler regardless. That time was really optimistic. Living in rural Arkansas, my memories of the late 90s consisted of Toonami and pretty much everything on Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon. Renting movies and N64 games from our local rental store, trading Pokemon cards with my friends as well as playing red and blue on the Game Boy Color, going out to friends' houses and playing in the woods, riding four-wheelers and shooting BB guns, building forts out of hay bales, spending the summer days at a public pool, going to Pizza Hut after baseball and basketball games, begging my mom to take me to Toys R Us, which was about an hour away so I could look for Dragon Ball Z figures, having school spirits and cheering for our high school football teams, wake up and watch Nick Jr. while eating some oatmeal. My mom would take me and my sister to the bus stop and blow us kisses through the windows as we drove off. I remember getting to elementary school and everything felt so warm and fuzzy. Come home, watch cartoons, do some homework, and then my parents would take us somewhere to eat and explore to have fun as kiddos. It felt like the days were endless and the vibe was always so peaceful and kind. I feel like that lasted right before 9-11 and then the energy shift just changed. The days became shorter and the people were more cynical. Life became the antithesis of whatever was going on in the 90s. I missed those days, even through my nostalgic rose-colored childhood lenses. I really felt everything was possible. Now I'm a depressive, nihilistic mess. No social media, which means all my fuck-ups are only captured on Polaroids and the minds of people slowly approaching dementia. Thank merciful Christ. The internet was slow as shit. It took like 20 minutes to get online with dial-up. China's economy was still dominated by Hong Kong, and Russia looked like they were going to modernize into a real democracy. The president of the U.S. played jazz on live TV, and hair gel sold faster than crack. Also crack. We were definitely more optimistic than we are now, but maybe that was a delusion rather than fact. It's hard to tell sometimes if things were actually better, or if I was just a kid who can enjoy the simple moments in life. Have your neighborhood friends trade Pokemon cards with you, read someone's Nintendo Power magazine to look for upcoming games and cheat codes, and then play street baseball with a tennis ball, or go play Super Nintendo, Sega, or N64. It was either someone's new Mortal Kombat game or the usual Mario Kart in Donkey Kong Country. Go walk to your favorite store with $5 and buy hot Cheetos and hot Fritos for $1 each, Warhead Sours and a 16-ounce Sprite. And like the other commenter said, try to get home before nightfall and get anxiety because you didn't do your homework. Thanks for watching the video. Make sure to leave a like and subscribe for more content like this.